Welcome to the shadow everyone my name is phil aka zeroth maxima threat level alpha we're gonna say some bad words it it happens every time you guys know my extra special guest today if he's running you know he's packing those career fairs it's brandon king hey everyone brandon you ever been to a career fair i have i definitely have what'd you think about it it was interesting i feel like you really have to like blow people away to really get like some sort of traction or callback or whatever but some good experience yeah big waste of time bonus guest (laughs) today the destroyer of the house hippos my citrus from another missus it's your world champ and mine it's limes welcome everybody so limes no one no one's heard of you before this last world's Everyone was blown away by both your decks and your performance. Who is Limes? So, I mean, I, I guess the reason nobody's heard of me until relatively recently, because I, I didn't really start playing until relatively recently. I started, I think I got into the game about three-ish months before FFG killed it. Right. So I went to Magnum Opus Worlds, but didn't do very well at all there. And missed the last one, and I guess yeah, this is this is the next one I've done. That's crazy. That's just about when you started playing too, right, Brandon? Yep, same similar story. Ah, well, except I don't have a world champ. Yeah, maybe next year. <laughs> <laughs> I got to become a citrus from another mistress. <laughs> yeah, what's what's a good citrus name you can? Is there a king citrus you could go as? We'll have to work on that. Yeah, I don't know my fruits well enough. I guess. You're a veggie guy? Me? I love me some vegetables. Vegetables are for rabbits. <sighs> <laughs> of course. So, uh, Limes, walk us through your, your world's journey this year. I know it was a, a surprise to, to me and a lot of other people who didn't know you by name or, you know, as a player, see this guy shooting up meteorically and then clinching the world title. Yeah, so, I mean, um, it was a bit of a surprise to me as well, really. I mean, I... You know, there were seven rounds of Swiss. I swept the first one and then split rounds two, three, and four. And then I think at that point, I didn't lose another game until going up against TF-34's CTM list, yeah. which uh, was unexpected. I hadn't actually made it to the, the top cut of a tournament before that, so it was a bit of a learning curve for me as well. <laughs> yeah, that must have been a little... Like, were you out of your element when you actually made it to the cut? Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I had to. I had to ask the uh, the rest of the Colorado matter how how top cuts worked because uh, I was a little unsure. Okay, uh, so you got friends okay. in this whole thing, right? Did you have like a, <laughs> a testing group backing you up? Did you have just friends you jammed game with? I, I'd say more, you know, more friends jamming games with. I mean, we don't have a, a particular kind of testing group, but there's a, there's a pretty solid network scene here in Colorado. You know, there's there's a lot of good people here. People consistently do really well in uh, in a lot of tournaments, really. So yeah, it's 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 a great standard of, of people here. They're really fun to play with and against. So yeah, it's a good group. From rags to riches, living the dream, wow. right? So limes in worlds, like going into it, did you have a particular goal in mind? I mean, realistically, I just wanted to win more games than I lost, which uh, I guess I did. That was good. 
Huh? <laughs> yes, you did. I do remember in round five, my opponent asked me whether I wanted to do a, a two for one. And at that point, I said, well, I'm probably not going to do much better than this. So I'll just play both games and try and get as many wins as I can for the prizes. And then, yeah, uh, swept him after that. And uh, I suppose the rest is history. So going into this world, you know, there's some people who test really hard. They play a lot of games. There's some people who are like, I'm just going to play what I played last time. Some people are like, hey, like, friend of mine, what, what's, the, what's the hotness right now? Just send me a list and I'll play it. What was your procedure going into this? Okay, so I mean, I, I, as I say, I've done a lot of games kind of just randomly on JNet casual. And I think most people had a pretty good idea of what the decks that were going to do well were. There was the, you know, the, the sort of tablet asset list or some variation of that. Some kind of Jinteki Glacier might be might, might have been good. And on the, the runner side, probably have been some form of criminal, mostly just kind of good stuff in there. And I think people had had that kind of view that those were the decks that were going to do well for quite a long time, really. So I spent quite a long time thinking about strategies pretty much to defeat, well, primarily the Asa list, because I think that was, that was the one that had been around longer. So, uh, on the corpse side, that, 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 that deck that kind of Placotza had put together seemed to be doing very, very well, regardless of any particular opponent. So some kind of variation on, on that seemed like a good idea. Plus, it was, I mean, initially it was kind of fun. I kind of fell out of love with that corpse deck the more games I played with it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's clearly a very good deck. Out of love because, like, it, it just wasn't fun to play or out of love because you were like, oh, this is clearly broken or, like, in that sense. I mean, I think a bit of both, really. I mean, you know, in, in, the, in the last episode, which I listened to, you know, you, you kind of talked a little about, you know, some, some of the flaws of that deck, not in terms of, like, performance, but in terms yeah. of just being fun to play against. And, you know, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, the, the deck plays very similarly, really no matter what opponent you have. So it got a little frustrating kind of doing the same thing over and over again. I mean, despite the fact that it was doing well, that was a little irritating. And yeah, I mean, uh, there comes a point where it, it's almost a little embarrassing playing something that is, is really kind of quite broken. Well, I feel that's almost an advantage in a long tournament like Worlds to have a deck that's kind of just always the same thing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, the, the most of the time I had a good half an hour between rounds to kind of, you know, collect my thoughts and whatnot. The deck plays kind of on autopilot for a lot of the time. Yeah. Slamming down agendas onto the table, score them if they if they don't run them, you know, have them stolen if they do, and then, you know, combo out at the end, obviously. But I think the, the thing that I really don't like about the deck is that it, it takes away a lot of the fun of Netrunner. You know, Netrunner's a great game with, you know, it's really quite complex to think about. Mm -hmm. Thinking about your resources, thinking about scoring with those, or, you know, timing, bluffing, all of that kind of thing. And it, and it, it really simplifies away a lot of that which is an advantage in a long tournament but is also you know it's not good for the game if it's such if it's such a good deck absolutely disheartening that it's it's as good as it is so then you know our official shadow net stance here is that game changer should not be banned do you agree with that oh no i, I disagree with that <laughs> i'm sorry <I> don't know. <laughs> No, hey, you're the one that you're the one that broke it, so I I respect <laughs> the opinion. What's your reasoning for getting Shadownet out of the game? Shadownet or, or game Art, sorry, game changer. My bad. <laughs> I mean, a, a deck designed around scoring out with a big combo turn at the end like that is really quite a, a non-interactive deck. If the runner is is ahead, then it kind of turns that on its head. Kind of, you know. Talked through a little bit of this in in the last episode, which put it a lot more eloquently than I could. You know, I think yes, 
it flips things around in a way that is not particularly fun to play against, I think. Absolutely. So that deck has been hated to death, but I'm really curious about your Hoshiko deck. Cards like HQ Interface, Friday Chip in there. Uh, we haven't seen Patchwork much in this meta, but there it is in the World Champion Runner deck. How did you put this thing together? Oh, for sure. I mean, that, so that that one was the one that I, I enjoyed putting together much more than on the corp side, to be honest. You know, I, I spent a lot more time tinkering with specific cards on that one, um, swapping things in, swapping things out, um, working out what, what didn't work, in some cases what didn't work really, really badly. Yeah, eventually coming up with that. A lot of it, I think, was targeted against variations of that Asilist, which was going to do quite well. Yeah. You know, you wanted to be you wanted to be trashing things pretty cheaply, fairly consistently. You want you want, you want to make sure that things like Jeeves get removed pretty much as soon as they hit the table. But it also kind of it, it does a lot of work disrupting other combo decks like the the Titan lists that I think a couple of the Canadians were on. Yeah. Or you know um, Argus lists. You know, it can get rid of hard hitting news. You know, all, all kinds of things like that. It, it's I'm definitely a fan of a fan of him as a card. And I think a lot of the other stuff was just there to kind of support that game plan of running in and, and you know, trashing the corpse game plan, essentially. Yeah, and keeping yourself rich with that consume. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Maybe uh, a little bit of I mean, I tried different kind of variations on, on, you know, on that. I mean, you know, 10 influence is a lot to, to spend on, on one, one particular card. Or, you know, I guess it's two copies of that one particular card. But I mean, having you know, I, I did try... Other kind of variations on that, I put I put in uh, SMCs and went down to one copy, for example. But I think it ended up just being a lot smoother having the two in there. Maybe a little teching against your your own corp deck. <laughs> well, possibly. I mean, you know that that, that deck is um, it, you know it, it takes away a lot of the advantages of that corp deck. But uh, you know, I, I spent a lot of time testing the runner deck, and I came up against that you know variations of, of that same kind of game plan with the Iceless Orts. Um, and I still didn't manage to do particularly well against it, even, even with cards that I think almost hard counter that game plan. So I think that says something about how broken the core deck is. Yeah. Explain HQ Interface to me. That That's the real mystery. Yeah, so HQ Interface. I mean, the, the, the obvious alternative choice would be Turning Wheel or something, right? Yeah. The problem with, with Turning Wheel, as I saw it, was if you're up against... Um, an asset list that is intending to win in about eight turns. You're spending a lot of time running and you know just just charging the thing up for one high impact run. Whereas I think the way the impact kind of strategy really shines is if you can clear out high value cards with just one high impact run yeah. um, onto H. The Breaker Suite doesn't have Ice Carver in there, so it's it's got just the kind of bin breakers with no. Kind of data sucker support or anything so runs are actually kind of expensive you don't want to be running four times a turn because you'll just make yourself bankrupt if you've got patchwork down if you've got paladin Pomeo down then it's not actually as expensive to install as it first appears to be huh yeah yeah because four is usually a, a huge hit but yeah with paladin down you're, you're making some money yeah exactly i mean you, you know you, d you don't really want to be slapping it down in the first couple of turns if you're not in an economic position to be able to install it, you just pitch it to patchwork to install something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, that that's uh, that's kind of the thinking behind that. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not entirely convinced it, it's necessarily the best choice, but it works well, certainly, especially for you know, cl clearing out HQ on on one high impact run, run uh, sort of several little runs is is I think the the, the important thing there. It, clearly, it worked out pretty good for you. Just curious on if you remember and if you could tell us about some of your. You know, your matchups, um, more specifically, if you came across any of uh, the Jinteki Glacier matchups that were 
pretty popular. Yeah, so I was a little worried about that because I, you know it, it, it's given that runs are so expensive, it, it's not the best matchup. I think the the meta kind of pivoted towards that type of deck relatively late in the day. You know, there wasn't much time between everyone suddenly deciding that was the, the best thing and deck lists being due in. So yeah, that that was certainly a bit of a worry. But um, I, I got a bit lucky. I think I managed to avoid coming up against too many of those. I think there was one or two possibly in the Swiss. I'm, I'm starting to forget a little now. But you know, obviously none in the cut. So that was lucky. Right. Mm. Um, uh, I need a winning world, everyone. Just make sure you have the right matches. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the the other point to make is um, I got quite lucky in, in the end of this um, on two for ones. Um, I, I did several two for ones and um, got to play the court deck, which was definitely the stronger of the two, uh, much more often. I think all of the times I, I did two for ones actually. So I know there's been a lot of talk around single sided Swiss, and I actually think it, it would be a fantastic thing for the community to at least you know explore that in a little more in a little more depth yeah i know there's at least a couple of people working on a cobra mirror or version to support single-sided switch so i think we'll be seeing in the new year some tournaments to test out that format and uh, we'll see if it works we'll see if it gets wide adoption and what happens i think most of the community is in full support of that yeah for sure for sure i thought it would be so I think the news of the hour, Gateway got delayed again. Huge upset for everyone, I think. I know myself, it was pretty crushing. I've been telling all my friends, well, the non-Netrunner friends, hey, there's a new beginner set coming out in December. You know, we're going to be able to play this game. I'll get you up to speed, but we're going to have to wait a bit longer. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Any hot takes? Uh, I mean, I, you know, I would say... The you know the, the the set is being put together by a set of very dedicated volunteers, and it's been a real tough year for obvious reasons. So I can I can very much understand um, delaying it a little to make sure it's but you know things things have got right. Uh, I, I certainly wouldn't want to fault anyone on the Nisei team for, for doing that. But I'd much rather the set kind of was released in a state that they were happy with rather than being rushed out. To be honest. Oh, absolutely. Um, I wish I could share that very forgiving sentiment lines um, this is this is upsetting and as a player who wants to do well competitively looks forward to competitive season like uh, 14 months the new cards or whatever it's gonna be or 13 or what like nah i'm not like this can't happen again <laughs> like yeah. like no it's 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 frustrating and i think um we we have a good community and we have great people working on on the cards and stuff like that, making sure things are correct as Lon said. But delaying something not once but twice is is just is a frustration, um, especially when it can maybe bleed into you know potentially an, an another netrunner season. Yeah, another another three months. It's going to be interesting to see. Where they go, is the MWL team going to rush out an interim MWL? Are they just going to let it be stagnant for the next two, three months? Who knows? Uh, I mean, I, I, I think the the community has a lot of things to keep it occupied in, in the meantime, I guess. You know, we have we have this uh, throwback tournament coming up uh, pretty shortly, which I think is quite an exciting new new format. So I'm, I'm not too, I'm not too concerned that, that we're that, that things are too stagnant. I mean, yes, obviously, it would, it would be nice if we had 
you know, faster releases of things. But I think that's true regardless of what kind of tempo releases end up happening in. I think, you know, nobody's going to say, oh, you're releasing cards too fast, please slow down. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I I mean, I think you kind of explained the position here, Limes. Like, yes, they could just rush it out. They could do like FFG, have a bunch of binder fodder. But doubly because this is a new player product, like they have to be very cognizant that this will be a lot of people's first look at not only Netrunner, but Nisei as a whole, right? So yeah, putting as much polish on that as humanly possible, I think is absolutely the right move to be their top priority. Absolutely. Yeah, first impressions do make a lot, you know, a lot of difference, I think, when you're trying to introduce somebody to a game. So, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not too concerned about, about any delays if it means we get into a better product. We want new cards. <laughs> yeah, we do. Brandon, you're a playtester. You could you could drop some scoops in here. <laughs> yeah, I get in trouble. Um, um, it's interesting because now being a playtester from before when I wasn't and just seeing how meticulous it is and how much work goes into it gives me a whole new perspective but that still doesn't mean that i'm not going to be upset not getting the cards that was promised (laughs) yeah for sure is there some solace on your end that you can just be like oh i could just go play on the playtesting server and play with all these new cards and then phil can cry in his corner and not play with any cards no because like you want the cards to be out so everyone can play and you can start the journey all over again. Like, you know, you're with friends and like there's things you can't talk about. You can't share the joy or the injury or whatever with everyone in the community. And I can't wait till that happens and that being delayed is just, ah, you know? <laughs> so, no, because like, I think. Honestly, as a playtester, it's probably just worse because you're excited to, to get get the ball rolling, right? Yeah, it sounds like you have double the amount of pain. Not only right, not yeah. only you want the cards out, but you're you're holding them back in. Right. It's 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 not ideal. You poor man. Limes, I love what you said. Your sentiment about the community providing different formats, different things to do in the interim prescient comment because i have an announcement the shadow net this podcast will be hosting a netrunner themed holiday baking competition for any (laughs) (laughs) pretty bakers out there anyone baking a a fruit cake or maybe a croquembouche anything like that for christmas yeah, just just put a little Wayland on there, snap a picture, send it our way. We will be picking some winners sometimes in the New Year's. Make sure it's got limes in it. Oh, probably bonus point if there's limes in it, yeah. I'll definitely. <laughs> you do a lot of baking limes? No, not really, but I mean I guess I could try I could try my hand if there you know, if if there's Kudos involved in, in the Netrunner community. Oh, there 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 will be fabulous prizes involved, so it's it's definitely worth looking into. He's, I'm not sure uh, subjecting the community to my efforts would be... Uh, mm, we'll see. <laughs> I, I don't know, Lines. You were probably like, ah, I'm a so-so player, and then you won Worlds. So, like, this baking competition is all yours. <laughs> Underselling yourself once again, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're not going to fall for it this time. Oh, I see. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. You let the cat out of the bag. Limes, you mentioned uh, the throwback tournament. 
I just wanted to ask if you know you were planning to participate, and maybe any scoops on uh, you know that spice that you might be brewing up that world championship spice over there. You know, <laughs> yeah, give give uh, us I'm little sure, guys sure. a chance to compete. <laughs> I'm not sure whether I'll be participating or not. I might do, but um, I mean, you know, given that I I started playing relatively late into into the kind of life cycle of the game, a lot of these cards are very new for me i've never played them so the other thing i i'm quite a i'm quite a fan of slightly weird decks that take odd ideas and make them vaguely feasible mm-hmm. i suspect i'll be playing some kind of awful jank that doesn't turn out to be very good but um famously brandon came from Yu-Gi-Oh. were you were you playing a card game before netrunner or is this kind of your first foray into this sort of thing i think it's probably my kind of first foray into it really i mean i you know i've played a lot of other board games and things but I, i've never really played you know i've not played like magic or anything like that beforehand so yeah it was a bit of a new experience yeah clearly it's uh it's a good one i certainly think so yeah so and maybe we should have started with this but like you mentioned you you know you played board games and things like that how, how did you how did you get into netrun how did you come across netrun or what 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 got you into the game oh gosh um <laughs> okay so i i moved Okay, to Colorado. I ended up dating somebody who was very into the game and then got into it that way. That's a good way to get into it. Loving Netrunner. Yeah. <laughs> that, that should be a book, movie, all of that. I'm, I'm waiting for that one. Spin it off into a rom-com. I love it. It's real cool. Anything special your your local meta is doing during this Netrunner downtime? I mean, I, you know, I guess, I, you know, we're kind of... You know, good good friends outside of Netrunner as well. So I mean, you know, we're playing a lot of other other games and things. I guess Netrunner does feel a little stale at the moment. I think um, you know, several people I think are exploring different throwback ideas. So I suspect we'll have a, a reasonably good contingent entering that as well. Oh yeah, right. there's definitely some weird stuff coming up, and I'm so looking forward to it. Also, like you know, after after winning worlds, have you did you feel famous? Have you? <laughs> you gotten a lot more Slack messages, you know, like um, people well, I mean, so... in your DMs, like. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I, I most of the time, if I'm if I'm playing games, you know, not in not in person with like the you know, kind of Colorado crew, it's it's just on random JNAC casual games, and I have found it a few times people jumping into to sort of say, "I'm not going to play you, but I want to watch your game," and that's that's quite nerve wracking because. Uh, <laughs> the time i'm not playing anything really good <laughs> i do that all the time i do that all the time i'm like oh this person seems good i'll i'll just see how they play no it doesn't make me bad <laughs> <laughs> oh limes you're famous now you're famous you've done yeah. it you made it no other dating offers now that you're world champion nothing like that <laughs> uh, no no <laughs> oh well maybe upcoming a sequel to the first rom-com Let's have to do it again next year. World's 2021. Any idea where they should put it? Back to Toronto. Brandon, I'm sure being a Toronto native, you're probably into that. Limes, where would be your pick? I've got to plug uh, Denver as a location. It's, it's central. Yes, it's, it's got great like transport links everywhere. Um, there's a really good scene here. Yeah, hosted in Denver. It's, it, it's a great nice one. Yeah, really good beer out there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Fresh air. I've been to Denver a couple times, and besides the crazy torrential downpours that just pop out of nowhere sometimes, it's, it was pretty cool. Those raindrops are huge. <laughs> it's sunny most of the time, yeah. But when it's not, 
Like, it was crazy. I was like, we were just running, like, to get inside. Like, I, I don't know. I've never been in anything like that. It's that mountain weather. It just comes out of nowhere. You don't expect it. Yeah, like, wow. If I wanted that, I would just, you know, get a taste of Niagara Falls or something. Like, that was just wild. <laughs> I think it, it, it changes pretty quickly. So, you know, and then snowing the next day. But most of the time it's sunny, so that, that's good. Yeah, seems like a good place. I've always thought the most equitable solution for worlds would be to put it at the place that is least convenient for everyone to get to. Uh, obviously, <laughs> I'm thinking of Winnipeg here. And that would, that would uh, mm, I, I, I don't know, I, that, that would be quite inconvenient. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll pass on that. I'm still holding on hope. Oh, God, no. no Come on. Why? New why? cards for worlds, new place for worlds. Winnipeg, worlds, 2021. That's what I'm pulling for. Nobody wants to go to Winnipeg. I know, and that's why we should go. No, no, it's like it's like having it in Minnesota. Yeah, exactly. It's the legacy of the game. No, you fell in love. I mean, really, I don't understand. They have a nice little French quarters kind of thing there. It's lovely in the summer. I wouldn't go there in the winter. Oh no, it's horrible. It's winter, like eleven months of the year there. Yeah, yeah, you get it on the right weekend. It's great. <laughs> Friday, Saturday, then we have a Tuesday. Oh yeah, then get the fuck out. Don't even think about it. Nobody like we want to play Netrunner. We don't want to go to a barren wasteland to do such a thing. There's at least three people out there. Come on. <laughs> Has there ever been like a world in Australia or something? Not yet. Not yet. Nisei's world last year was the first one outside of Roseville, Minnesota, as far as I know. So yeah, they might they might pop out out there. Probably a smaller player base, so I don't know how well that would go over. You know, I, I go to work. I, I got a full-time job, but my god, the amount of money that would cost. You'd rather go to Winnipeg? No. Still no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, uh, the other day, I was talking to, uh, we were all in a group conversation, and Eric Whiteblade's just like, yeah, guys, I'll give you the list, I'll be back. I, I just gotta shovel my walk. Like, no, we don't, no, we don't want anything to do with that. I, I want nothing to do with that. Being from Southern Ontario, I am good. I'm alright. No shoveling your walk, no, like, minus 25 in October, September, like, no. No, we're good. I can't we're believe good. what I'm hearing. I thought you were a Canadian. Come on, you could deal with that. I'm a Canadian, but it doesn't mean I want polar bears on my doorstep. Eh, maybe they're friendly. You don't know. You don't know. Like, you think you're taking the plane there, but you're really taking dog and sled. <laughs> That'd be such a sick world if you had to dog sled into it. Think about it. That'd be amazing. Yeah, right. My cards just start flying off the yeah, no. You need to get special heated sleeves so your cards don't stick together. That'd be amazing. One of a kind. Speak of this lives. Isn't this crazy? I just um, want unique locations. That's not too much to ask for. Winnipeg? There's a bunch of other unique locations we can go. Yeah, I gotta say Denver is 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 clearly the better the better location than Winnipeg. Denver still sounds good. I've always uh, liked both that. in the Netrunner community and outside the Netrunner community. Yeah. Netrunner in Hawaii. How about that? That sounds nice. Maybe too hot though. Too hot? It's a perfect like twenty-five degrees all year round. Oh sorry. Oh no no, you're from you're from England. You know about Celsius. Yeah, yeah. I know how Celsius works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. It's all good. Anything else you guys wanted to touch on here? Okay, I have to do this. This is like 
So, being from England, I have to. I have a series of questions. Oh boy! Um, Here we go. Okay. okay, where where in England are you from? So it's a small town that you almost certainly won't have heard of, with a slightly ridiculous name, Leighton Buzzard. Where is that? It's kind of northwestish of London, uh, not too far away. So would that be considered the Midlands? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Okay. My other question, and I just honestly, I just ask anyone from the UK this: Do you know or like grime music? Uh, do I know or like grime music? Um, yes, I, I, I'm aware of it. Explain this concept to me. I've never heard of a the Midlands, which is probably on me, and B grime music. What a weird thing! <laughs> <laughs> I should know you grime should music. Expand, you should expand your horizons. <laughs> Far past Winnipeg, past Toronto, to the UK, home of grime music. Yeah, get the hell out of the North Pole. <laughs> I'm surprised. I thought it was more, I don't know, global than, than that. Maybe not. I don't know. It's, you know, it's getting there. But, like, grime music. Who? how do I explain Is this, this a thing you're super into, Brandon? Am I just learning oh this now? Oh, my God. Yeah, like, grime music, like, just the best, best music. Like, just my favorite like 140 BPM is the way to go forever and always. Uh, the UK, the UK's got it going on. I was, I was literally. Don't get me wrong, I love Canada, but I'm still born in the wrong place when it comes to music. Oh no! <laughs> it's uh, the, the the easiest way I can describe it is it's it's like UK hip hop, but it's like faster, different instruments as far as you know the beats and how they're made and things like that, and just more West Indian and like African culture mixed in there and a good urban feel and just all the good stuff. Like it just, just the good musical soup. Okay. Send me, send me some track names after this. I'm, I'm going to dig into this. I'm so intrigued. Um, it's definitely going to be threat level alpha. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm prepared. So limes, the UK, Denver, where's next worlds. You've conquered the world. Like, what what is the next tier for you? The next tier, oh gosh! I mean, it really depends where the next we shall have to see. I mean, you know, Denver's a, a real great place, so you know, I'm I'm not in a hurry to move away from here anytime soon. Yeah, you seem to be repping it pretty hard. So sounds great. I think we'll leave it there. We'll hope for possibly Denver 2021, possibly Winnipeg, probably not Toronto. Sorry, Brandon. Probably not Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there, there's always hope. Is there? <laughs> Anything you want to kind of shout out or plug or anything like? Uh, I guess I'll just say, you know, hey to the rest of the culture network crew. Um, you're awesome. A shout out to the crew. Sounds good. And I will catch everyone next time. lagging super hard maybe that's what's going on uh it's because we got video on brandon's like shirtless rich is oh, just yeah. staring at how about no video how about no video ah, we interrupt this regular scheduled programming <laughs>